The first emotion that mingled itself with the sheer terror was a passionate regret that Hermy and Ursy had not come. They would have thought it tremendous larks, and would have invented some wonderful offensive with fire-irons and golf-clubs and dumbbells. Even tipsy-poosy, the lately aboard, would have been a sucker in this crisis, and why, oh, why had Georgie not had him to sleep in his bedroom, instead of making him cosy in the woodshed? He would have let tipsy-poosy sleep on his lovely blue quilt for the remainder of his days, if only tipsy-poosy could have been with him now, ready to have fun with the burglar below. As it was, the servants were in the attics at the top of the house, Dickie slept out, and Georgie was all alone, with the prospect of having to defend his property at risk of his life. Even at this moment, as he sat up in bed, blanched with terror, these miscreants might be putting his treasure into their pockets. The thought of the Fabergé cigarette case, the Louis XVI snuff-box, and the Queen Anne toy porringer, which he had inherited all these years, made even life seem cheap, for life would be intolerable without them. And he sprang out of bed, groped for his slippers, since, until he had made a plan, it was wiser not to show a light, and shuffled noiselessly towards the door.